Welcome to another edition of the Glittery Bones of Advertising. We're back, episode two, season four. I'm here and you guys are here too. Indeed. We are. Thanks, yeah. mm-hmm. Back again. Here we are. Baby. Here we are. Um, I, think I am uh, uh, just amazed that we, we, we kind of, we still look like the Beatles, only uh, this time Ringo's, you know, up in this corner. And, Is Ringo me? No, I think I'm Ringo. I think I'd be, you know, just, just sitting in the back, just doing that. Like, you know, you'd be, um, you'd be up front, well, I don't you'd know, be like John. You might be Paul. Oh, no, I don't think I'd be Paul. Paul had far too much talent. That'd be Carol. I'd like to be Carol. Gabby, uh-huh. one of those would be Paul. Stop it. Like, anyway, we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about other people's talent today. <laughs> Can we just have a little quick look at this? I just got. Let's just take a little a peek at this. Okay, so so I just want to hear from you guys because last week we talked about something exceptional, okay? We talked about a little bit of, for those of you listening on the podcast, I'm talk, making my eyebrows raise, paying homage or homage to the uh, McDonald's people of the previous week. So I'm just going to, I need to hear what you guys think of, of this execution and effort. Sure. Okay. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go first because I've got a little bit of powder that I'm keeping dry. Okay, um, I'll go first then. I I was confused when I first watched it, and I still am confused okay. about. I don't. I I get what they're doing, but then like, I think it's it's almost like an oxymoron. Like superannuation is so confusing as it is, and this has just made me more confused about what the hell is going on. So mm. that's my initial thoughts on it. Okay. Um, so I believe this year's format, we have to try and find something redeeming <laughs> in each <laughs> redeeming hey, quality. Redeem <laughs> um, but I agree with Caroline. I'm very confused. Um, but my redeeming feature would potentially be the the lighting. Um <laughs> Look, they did something different. They <laughs> redeeming for them is that they did something different. But okay. did it work? For me, it just confused me. So yeah. anyway, what do you boys think? <clears throat> you want to go last, JD, right? You, you do? I'm I'm happy to go. I'm happy to go last. I'm just gonna chime you, in here. So after you, please. What you. what I reckon happened, uh, I think someone has a kid that's at a certain age where you watch Ice Age videos and they watch the scene where Sid the Sloth has all of these things going on and then he ends up having all of the sloths doing the same thing at the same time. And I thought they thought to themselves, wow, I reckon we can transition that across to superannuation and have people doing all of this kind of wacky Sid the Sloth gear and it's going to make people want to choose Rest Super. That's what I reckon happened. 
Okay, well spotted, well spotted there, Craig, playing along at home. I, um, I, I'm, I'm a little bit with you. I think they've, they've taken from a bit of popular culture and, and kind of tried to turn it into something they can own. I get the impression that it's the start of something. I don't think it's, um, I don't think this is a one-off. I think if they've got any courage, they're going to continue with this because it feels like something that is in its infancy and they want to try and own something. I don't know quite what it is at this stage, but I reckon there'll be, because um, I think it's it's really hard, superannuation is inherently difficult because you're asking people to just don't do anything. Give us give us yeah. ten percent of your money, and then be happy about that. Yeah, let like, us gamble <laughs> with your money for you. <laughs> it's a really thing to, to not not necessarily a difficult proposition, but it's a difficult thing to sell and be unique about. So I think they're trying to do something unique, and I yeah. and I wish them well because I think they've done something that at least got our attention. Mm. And most superannuation stuff is, you know, just bland kind of wallpaper sitting in the background. It's like, think how happy you'll be when you're 95. So I'm not entirely against this. I just wonder where it'll go. So um, hats off to them for trying, as you say, Gabby, trying to do something different. Um, and I thought the lighting was quite interesting, but I think the popular culture little, the, that was my powder that was keeping dry. It was, it's going to go oh, over no. a page about ice age. <laughs> Great minds think alike, boys. Thinking about how well McDonald's did with just one singular cue in their eyebrow raising compared like to a myriad of, of things going on, yeah, which is kind of the version of, uh, I think, That's you it. know. Like that, that, when that came out. As opposed out, to, like, but they they made that into the logo, and it was instant. And they own it, yeah. Still, yeah. today they own. It. They can still run those ads, and it resonates because it's just that one single, you know, rememberable, memorable cue. That that's mm. the thing that try and do in ads is make that cue that sticks and that you can recall it at whatever time. Build a cue, um, like McDonald's. Have you seen the founder? Do you remember the founder of the movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember the, do you remember the first version of the of the art of the arches was actually just one arch. Yeah, and then someone has gone no because it's McDonald's will make it two arches and then they've turned that. So that's seventy years, sixty years. Of- remember the restaurants used to actually have the arches yeah. on them as well, yeah. so the arches used to be there. So they are yeah. actually a component of the design. So I mean they've got. They've got 60 years of really good advertising and really good brand building around I think, that mnemonic. So. I think we've done really well to come up with, you know, because the format, as Gab said, is a redeeming feature of, of a, a campaign's creative. And I think we need to stick to that for this particular year. But in the interest of, and again, I'm, I'm connecting the dots here in my own mind, which probably won't work for anyone else, but <laughs> what do you do? And how do you manage a situation when your client asks you to do something when you're like, that's just not going to work? Like, that's not going to happen. So in the tradition of the hardest questions in advertising, I'm going to pose to you guys, what do you do when a client all of a sudden comes in and says, let's create Sid the Sloth as humans on a stage with an orchestra? What do you do when someone says that? Like, how do you manage it? What do you do? You give them what you want. You give them what they want. Because... 
Um, I, and I'm being very, and I'm being, I'm taking one particular side of the fence because this, you've asked a very black and white question. Do you give the client what they want or do you stick your feet in the ground? And at the end of the day, they have to live with their decision. You just have to remind them very subtly over the course of the next 12 months while their campaign tanks that, oh, oh, gee, that wasn't where we were expecting this to go. Katie, Look when, <laughs> when are you around for 12 months when a campaign tanks? When you put their idea up and it's shit, it's always the fault of the agency. Always no, it the is, fault. It is, it is always the fault of the agency, but they will remember that you gave them. You just have to remind them, yeah. I don't agree with this, but this is what you want, so this is what we will do. And if they or go, you, oh, but only if you think it's worth it. And say, no, I've given you what I think is worth it. And you've said no. Like, you have to have that conversation right up front. So that yeah. next time, hopefully, they won't turn to shit and have their own opinion. Like, you know. <laughs> I'm damn them in their own opinions. I feel like you can, use, you can use the power of persuasion, though, and make them think that it's still their idea. So take oh. the bones of their idea and give them alternate options that still tie back, be it very loosely, to their idea. Because the client is always right, again, think, but the client is not fits. always right. Yeah, but I feel you like you can, someone... I feel like it's our jobs to listen to our clients and give them what That's they want. The but, but the give question. them what they want in maybe a way that they hadn't thought that it could be That's delivered. Yes, it is, JD. Like last year, you're telling us you're doing creative work in New York when the question wasn't, you know, there's no creative work in New York. You're not nice. in New York doing creative stuff, mate. That's not the answer. No, no, no. That wasn't the answer. That wasn't, that, no, excuse me. That was not my response. <laughs> I have a creative mind that obviously works differently, and that's how I would process the question. And that's how I would give my response. But the client is not okay. always right, but you can take the bones of what they have and you can mm, offer them I'm solutions. Really anyway, what about you, Licious? I'm in your camp, Karen. I would... Hey, um, it's a female-male yeah. thing. Yeah. I haven't had a shot at it yet. It's like watching Keanu Reeves in the Matrix. The Red Trail philosophy is you give them what they want and what they ask for. But then you also give them, hey, oh, this is what we it. think would work better. Exactly. And then let them make the decision. But at least you've given them the two options. You've given them what they want. And then you've given them something that we feel as the agency with our expertise would actually work better. And then leave it in their court to make that decision. See, I think, I think this, I'm going to go back to the fence. I think, I think if the question is, if the spirit of the question, and I know you're wrong because <laughs> I've been wrong before, the spirit of the question when? is the client says, I want it this and I want it this way and I want it done my way with these words and these pictures in that order. If they dig Well, then I think it's up to the agency to decide do we want to put our name to that. If we strongly believe that, no, there shouldn't be a giant schlong on a billboard or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but like I don't know, like a, a big dick selling something that's not dick related. We went to R18 plus just like that. I'm throwing out ideas. I feel I feel like to answer your question, JD, if they're stuck in their ways, if they really want this, I think it's up to us as an agency to say, do we want to put our name to that? 
do we want to back that and either say, hey, maybe it's not the right fit, the two of us together, yeah, but and, and make client, that decision there. But, but yeah, yeah, but that's not the question. <laughs> it is the question. question. <laughs> Give them what they want, or did you say, no, we're not going to do that? If we no, don't I'm agree with what they in. want, then we say no. I'm, I'm just going to chime in here while you're still trying to sit on the fence. Like, I'm just going to chime it's in so here with a really simple, simple, what you do in this situation is, I think what Gab said, which is you go with the RRC playbook, you give them what they want, and you show them something that's going to work better. But in this instance, the question is, how do you do it when you know it's not going to work? So my suggestion is this. You create the campaign and you run research before you spend a million bucks on media. Now, you take the insights from the research, which clearly back up the agency view that it was never going to work. And then you say to Mr. Client, can we now produce the one that's going to work? I feel like that's defense sitting as well. That's, that's, well, no, you gave them exactly what they wanted and you tested it. Exactly what they asked for. What's that sound? What's that sound? This is like someone kicking a can down the road. Anyway. Okay. Well... On that fabulous note, I do I love it. I love there it. may be no more conjecture on that question. I have to say, I, I, think, Craig's answer, I think Craig's answer was probably the strongest there. That was, that was <laughs> the most well, JD's going to come back to the fact that he doesn't feel like I've answered the question. Like, it's an impossible question. So, like, let's just... The, I love it because it's the hardest answer. questions in advertising, JD. Isn't that what this exactly. segment is supposed to be called? The correct answer is a panda on roll It's like... The correct answer is, as JD said, <clears throat> you got to give the client what they want. At the end of the day, you got to give the client what they want. But you test don't it have to carry the can. Test it, show them that it's not you going to work to, before you spend. You don't have to carry the can. Money. Yeah, mm. do you put your name on it, and do you yeah. waste their money? Like, but yeah, they're different questions for a different time. What is the question? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I you're such a stickler for the rules, JD. That's, I'm just sticking to the rules. Because he made them. <laughs> yeah, no, he did, didn't he? These he are did. our rules. Let's go yeah, put yeah. dicks on billboards everywhere. Let's just go do it. Oh, okay, on that fabulous note, that is another edition of the Glittery Bones of Advertising. Don't go changing. We'll see you next week, and we promise we won't put a dick on a billboard. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Unless you want it. <laughs>